let's talk about sex. So, Corey, I know it's hot in Texas like it is here in Middle Tennessee, but I finally figured out that the time to get my jogging in is really early, like six in the morning. Sure. So, yeah, so today I was just enjoying how beautiful that was and, and how crisp and cool it finally felt. And I saw Paul coming on the trail, you know, on the, he was driving to work. And it's at a place in the, in the uh, trail where there's not really any houses. And I thought, oh, this is good. I'm gonna flash my husband. He'll just be so shocked when he drives by. So um, thankfully um, my good judgment took over and I did not right. flash the driver because it as he got closer, <laughs> it was so apparent. <laughs> That was not my husband's truck or my husband. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Absolutely. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where we talk about all kinds of things when it comes to married life. Good judgment, bad judgment, and anything and everything <laughs> in between. <laughs> you, yeah. can, you can find us, and we want to hear from you at sexymarriageradio.com. So you can leave comments there to any of the past shows where you can find them all there. You can also find them on iTunes. Or you can send us emails directly to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or call our feedback line at 615-5666. So clever. Yeah, absolutely. So there's been some comments on... You know, past shows, people jump in and say, hey, I really like this, or this has really helped, or they call into question some of the things we talk about. But there's one that came out from our last show that we talked about, you know, episode 40, when the idea of moving from lover, uh, room, roommates back to lovers again, because yeah. it's a common issue in lots of couples, is you just kind of get into the life and the routine and the roommate status and you lose some of that energy and passion between you, and so sex suffers. And it just becomes just merely functional if it's there. So there's actually dynamics that we discussed in that show, and in one of them, Chuck left a comment on SexyMarriageRadio.com where he mm -hmm. said, you know, basically saying, I'm having a problem with what you're saying this time, and I'm, I love it. I love it when people come straight out and just <laughs> say, hey, wait, I don't, I don't agree, or I got a question, or... I'm not understanding what you said based on other things that you've said or, you know, because obviously these are not simple topics that we cover. And No, and even between times when we record, we see things differently ourselves sure. or and, a different angle. And when it comes to our sex life, there's no easy fix because if that, if that were indeed the case, the magazines that you see on the grocery store aisles – there would be they would be non-existent anymore because they would have said you know the one article that came out that said you know 50 ways to have great sex with your mate that would have been it that's all they would have had to do one one article you read it fixed done but it it doesn't work that way so what we talk about oftentimes needs to be unpacked and applied to specific situations but the problem that chuck had was we talked about last time that a lot of times it it sex can almost become contractual 
you know, if you will just do this, well, then maybe I'll be more interested in this. You know, it's that tit-for-tat kind of a thing. But what happens when you still get refused? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if your mate has kind of laid down that, well, if you just help out around the house so I would be less stressed, then therefore I can, I'd, I'd be more interested in having sex, which on its you know, face value could be an, a, a completely honest statement. You know, it could be the yeah. wife's attempt to say, hey, I really think if I had less stress, I'd be more interested. And then when all of a sudden she gets less stress, she's not. So then you've uncovered another issue. Right. And especially I think that is the men feel this way. And I've had a lot of emails from guys as well that are similar. Like, all right, so you're saying I should not come at her. I shouldn't be serving her with the intent of getting sex as a reward, you know. But she's telling me that if I'll do these things, I'll get sex as a reward. I mean, so this whole mindset is... It's certainly a dynamic in there. This expectations, it comes back to disappointed expectations. Sure, it does. And it, and it also comes back to just flat-out honesty and integrity of each person. Yeah, read that sentence from Chuck. Yeah, because as it goes on, he, he also then ref- – and you can find this at sexymarriageradio.com under episode 40. There's a comment that he's left, and you, so you can read it in full detail. But he talks about there's a post that was on another marriage board – that talks about it's almost a bait and switch that's going on, that it feels like a flat-out manipulation. And so at the end, Chuck writes, you often speak about coming from your alpha energy or approaching from your feminine strength, but never discuss gender-neutral topics like integrity and relationships. If a man does what his wife asks for, whether in or out of his alpha strength, doesn't she have an obligation to not be jerking him around? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's the idea that I think a, a majority of what happens in relationships and making them better really comes down to our own individual integrity issues. Yeah, and I want to let's make that integrity be the theme of the show then, um, because that is another thing that's going to play inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And if you're living out of integrity with yourself outside the bedroom. And maybe that doesn't make sense, so I'll just give an example. I think some of our listeners understand that in the months, in the year since Paul was, my husband was deployed for a year, things were great. He came home and things were really a challenge at home and uh, our relationship. And so we had to overcome a lot of stuff and he was just so irritable. And I remember one day saying to him, listen, you at this point are so out of integrity with yourself that you, you don't even like life and it's not my fault. Right. And so he was listening to me and he said, out of integrity with myself. Because at least when we fight, we listen to each other pretty well. <laughs> and so he was saying, out of integrity with myself. And it, it was the first time that he'd thought about it. Mm-hmm. And all the ways that his life wasn't lining up with what he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And so in the months since he took that to heart, he's like the guy that I know and love. You know, he's going after stuff and he's... He's excited about stuff, and he's growing, and he's he's in integrity, mm-hmm. and everything about that is so sexy. And so um, that's going to be one of those things, again, that comes in and out of the bedroom. So let's just talk about that idea for a second. Yeah, because the main idea of living in integrity is living from what you hold dear, living what you value most about you and your own life. <laughs> 
Exactly. Family and marriage fit into that equation, but ultimately it's about you and your own life. And so if you, because let's go back to the scenario Chuck mentioned at the beginning. That exactly. Let's say a wife is saying, hey, what I'm feeling is just really overwhelmed and stressed with the amount of work I have to do. Because if it's, I mean, what research shows still is that if a woman, even if she works outside of the house, a majority of the household stuff is on her. Right. So it's one of those, if she could feel overwhelmed and she could feel my to-do list continually grows and what keeps getting knocked further and further down that list is my relationship with my spouse and my sex life. So, well, and her whole, how she takes and self care, which plays into how sexy she feels. Right. So, So, but a logical conclusion would be, okay, if I could alleviate some of the stress, the void will be filled with (laughs) what I, what I, what I think I want. So if you will help out around the house, I'll probably be more interested in sex. And that's probably, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's an honest statement, that it's not a flat out, ooh, I'm going to manipulate him into, by dangling that carrot out there, he'll do more for me. And and I'm not a woman, so I don't know if it could actually play out that way, and I'm sure it could, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, it's true. But then when the time comes, he's helped out around the house, he's picked up more, he's done whatever it is that could help, she's still not interested. Well, that's what you've done is just uncover another layer of the issue. And so an inte- if you live from your integrity, you would continue that course and you would continue to seek answers and you would continue to figure out what's going on. Okay. So it's not just stress. It's not as simple as a linear, I, I alleviate one, therefore the other will happen. So I need to keep looking. Right. And women are so, we're so complex, you know, it'd be great. I love it when my husband's completely not in the mood. All I have to do is say something and he's ready. I think, (laughs) my gosh, (laughs) how great would that be to be able to, (laughs) okay, no, I wasn't thinking about sex, but now that you said now I'm ready. Yeah. (laughs) Now now that I heard you were thinking about flashing me, but it wasn't me, then, (laughs) hey, I'm interested. That's all it takes. Really? Gosh, can you imagine in this small town? That would have been awful. Um, anyhow, um, one thing to explore, ladies, I'm going to speak to the ladies because the men are listening anyhow. There's probably, there's there's so many things involved. There's a habit of not knowing that you can go from completely disinterested to great pleasure by taking action. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times the guys will write to me and say, I just don't get why she's not interested. She always has an orgasm. She always has a great time once Mm -hmm. we start. Mm -hmm. So I I think that is mysterious because for us, like you said, we're so much on our mind and, and sex is not one of those things on our mind that the idea even... Even though we had it earlier, you know, that fleeting desire and that that desire to flirt, (laughs) that was maybe three hours ago. Mm -hmm. Like our mind is filled with all kinds of stuff. And so I'm going to say out of integrity, if it's in your power, you know that you're able to relax and be aroused, be intimate, given the chance, then out of integrity, make the decision to say, all right, then, and and regroup, say, well, give me 10 minutes and let me just 
take a shower or do whatever that will help you regroup and be responsive. Well, okay. And that's, I like that last statement, that last word actually of being responsive because it's not, I don't think it's something to where you have to convince yourself or force yourself to become aroused. Right. Right. It's more, okay. You know, one of the things that shifted things for Pam and I, and it was real subtle is, and it, and it comes down to kind of an honesty thing of, Hey, you interested in sex? No. You know, that's kind of the typical, which is why my aversion to you don't ask because you set it up for the possibility and the likelihood of a no, you kind of (laughs) work towards what you want. But when you do bring it up, hey, hey, how do you feel about the idea of sex? Or you bring up the, the topic, you know, it could, a, a simple shift of from no to I could be brought around to that. You know, you're kind of right. opening up the possibility because lots of men won't have a problem or an issue with trying to get you back into the mood of, of knowing that, yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm not there yet. Right. But I'm interested. Oh, yeah. And it, it's admirable. I can think at times, you know, when Paul would make a move and I was really unresponsive and I would I would feel him like, like I knew he was thinking, do I roll over or do I pursue this? And how he would wh- start whispering in my ear and say, but <laughs> you always decide it's a good idea once we get started i mean you know and how he'll talk to me and say there's no hurry you know so being able to seduce your own woman should be a challenge that you get excited about yeah because it's not a manipulation at that point because because at the end of the day both person can both people can say no and be honest and live from that and live with the consequences of that choice right but it is one of those you still that doesn't stop you from pursuing what you want. That's the energy and the dynamic that makes relationships, long term relationships, so filled with passion. Be honest about what it is you want. Do you just want sex? Is that what what yeah. annoys her that she feels like an object? Or is the fact that you want sex because you want that closeness with her and you want to be desired by her and you want to please her and you want that connection, embody what you want. Yeah. Yeah, because if it, I don't know, it comes back again, we're we're talking about with this show of when you live in integrity with yourself and in aligned with your own values, it creates a better you and a more energetic you and a more passionate you i mean all that kind of stuff starts to flow better and a lot of what trips us up has nothing to do with the bedroom it has to do with other aspects of our life that well i'm just i'm not pleased with myself in this area you know i've i've put on pounds and i don't like myself okay well you you can change that it takes discipline and work to do it maybe but you can do it and that then starts to help your overall demeanor and your overall value of the way you view yourself. Because when you value yourself more, those around you value you more because you know you won't, they, they know you won't tolerate less. Right. And it makes you excited about what you bring to the relationship. But in along those lines is I want to ask the women, are you taking time to enjoy pleasure throughout the day? Because we get so driven. I I guess guys might do this too. We're so detached from the moment 
we're thinking about everything else, everything we have to do. Yeah. You know, if we, we're not even in touch with the big picture. Yeah. So the more that you can stay in the moment throughout the day and in, and shift your focus, we can always control what we focus on. We can always control the meaning we give to it. Yeah. Because, hey, I am right there with you ladies when you've gained weight and you feel hideous. I know. But at some point you can change your focus. Yeah. And say, you know, I'm I'm perfect. Yeah. I, I, my husband just wants his body to be his. <laughs> so uh, whatever we choose to tell ourselves. The other day I remember being so just vexed and agitated. And I remember I took a bite of chocolate. And you know how much I love chocolate. And I, I remember thinking, oh, even this tastes like chalk. Or it just tasted like I couldn't find pleasure in anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's not really our mate's fault. If we're in a place where we're just too agitated, one of the keys to five, to one of my five keys to great sex tonight, when you're not in the mood, if you have that, it's a free download on my website, is being in touch with your senses. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we want to encourage both of you throughout the day to be present and enjoy, enjoy the whole sensuality of life. Yeah. It's, What jumps to mind is um, from that Eat, Pray, Love book book and movie that there's a statement, and I did not read the book. I've just seen the movie, so I'm sure it's not exactly parallel. But there was a statement in there when she's visiting Italy that several – one of the guys says, Americans know entertainment. They don't know pleasure. They don't know the fine art of doing nothing and finding pleasure in that. Yeah, and that's a, I think so that's a excited. true statement when it comes to the American culture, because we feel like if we're not doing something or being entertained, then we're just wasting time, and then we feel bad about that. I mean, one of the things that a friend Leo from Zen Habits, you know, that's a huge, humongous yeah. reach and blog in the in the blogosphere, he's a huge proponent on just you're perfect as you are. Yes. You know, you're beautifully, wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have to have this or that or this or that or do this or that to feel okay about you. Because that's, at the end of the day, it's about you. And so you want to let whatever is inside you drive you, not something external make you feel better about you. And I think that's that whole idea of finding pleasure in your own skin, you know, finding pleasure and comfort and value in your own skin goes a long way to a better marriage. Yeah, I think both for husbands and wives that's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah, the whole being in the moment thing. A lot of times we're stressed out about money, and I think the more you can understand that if you'll rest in having enough right now, you'll stop repelling money. And that's kind of on the woo-woo side, like, oh, here we go. We're either attracting or, or repelling. But it's so true. I see so many people that should know better, you know, yeah. about being able to make a fine income and you can't make money. A lot of that is just so psychological. When you're stressed about money, you're not going to have it. Right. When you can start focusing on, wow, we have enough. I have enough water. Most people are dying for lack of water. Mm -hmm. But just enjoy what you have. We have enough of this. There's enough today. There's going to be enough tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Move 
from stress to gratitude and that is energy that's life energy and that will help give way to your sexual energy as well mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's a decision to move from stress to gratitude move from being absent to being present that's one of my key questions I ask myself throughout the day is on a scale of one to ten what level of presence am I giving to this moment mm -hmm. It's helped a lot that since would, I started asking that. That's a simple question, and and also the, along the same lines, I try to think of okay, am I trying to multitask or sequential task? Because exactly. if I'm trying to multitask, I'm not present. No, and why do we multitask? I mean, as women, we there's some things we can multitask. You know, maybe we can catch up on the news while we fold clothes, but for the most part. If you can, if you're trying to do a bunch of stuff at once, it's overwhelming and it contributes to a sense of stress and is very likely born out of scarcity again. Mm -hmm. You think, well, there's not enough time. There's not enough. Anytime we're operating out of not enough is so disempowering. Mm -hmm. We're not good enough. We don't have enough. We don't know enough. It's just, you are more than enough right now. Right. And you just add to the stress that you, just, I mean, you mentioned that because that's the one thing I notice with my kids. If I'm home with my kids and when I'm home with my kids or my family and I'm trying to do something else and they're wanting something from me, mm -hmm. I only add to the stress of the situation because I'm trying to get done what I want done. They're needing something from me or wanting something from me. So they're getting more stress too. And it just starts being amplified more and more. But if I will disengage and engage with them, even if it's just for two or three, five minutes, play a quick game, get whatever it is they're needing, then they're, they move on and they're a lot more at peace and a lot more involved. And I can maybe find little moments to do what I'm wanting to do. Then you kind of come back. And so it's just that idea of learning how to sequential task is a humongous benefit. Right. And so since that seems a little bit detached from our topic of sexual integrity, we're <laughs> telling you it's not. It's not. If you so we begin with the end in mind. Remember, we've ever heard that from Stephen Covey when he made the seven habits so famous. Mm -hmm. So as a woman, I'm going to say the, think of yourself as sexy. Think of yourself as somebody who, uh, you know, when you're getting dressed in the morning, uh, let yourself be aware, enjoy the fabrics on your skin, enjoy, look in the mirror and enjoy somebody who wants to be one with your mate. And I, man, I, the other day I noticed I wouldn't look in the mirror. I wouldn't look in the mirror. I didn't want to go in public. And when I finally looked at myself in the mirror, I thought, what is with this whole shame of yourself? What? <laughs> I thought, I don't, I don't know my hair. I was so aware of everything wrong. Mm -hmm. My hair is a ball of frizz. My eyes have bags under them. I'm, I look hideous. I feel hideous. Girl, if you're there, do whatever it takes to get out of that place because it doesn't make you flow in a river that gives. Right. And all I'm just saying that I'm right with you. I know what it's like to feel that way where you want to shrink instead of flow. Mm-hmm. In, in a generosity so so do what it takes to to lift yourself out of that that's not really your mate's job it's your job right to take charge of your own attraction factor and the brain goes where you tell it to go yeah 
but a lot of what we tell it where we tell it to go is so subconscious we're not aware i right. wasn't really aware that i was telling myself shrink hide from the world because you're hideous today yeah. i wasn't aware i was just operating in it yeah well that's that's the idea of not living present you're not living present with yourself too Exactly. And you're not living myself. according to the core of what you want in each in each situation. It's very hard to learn how to be still and how yeah. to be present in a moment by moment basis. Because we have all these expectations and all these unspoken desires, I guess you could say, or wishes for things, which are really boils down to expectations that drive us. That oh I want this or oh I need it. Rather than okay, I want to just be present. I want to just, and first and foremost, you have to be present with yourself, which yeah. will uncover a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of misinterpretation of things in your own past or in your own life, or a lot of irrational thoughts. Or, you know, all these kinds of things start to come up, which mm -hmm. to me is part of why people, as a, myself included, is part of why we continue to distract ourselves. Because if I'm alone with myself, I discover things I don't like about myself. So why or would I want that? we find that we're bored. Or, yeah. Right. So why would I want that? But mm -hmm. there's a part of us that has to be willing to lean into that if we ever want to experience more. Because the more comfortable you are with you and the more comfortable you are in your own skin, the more comfortable you can be with your lover, the more comfortable you can be with your family. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we can just, you can do all that without being obsessed with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I would say, well, that doesn't sound very humble. But you know what? Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Well, why not just come at life like a, a child? I think that's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven belongs to those that are like little children. Mm -hmm. They so live in the moment. They're so free from condemnation and shame. They've got a curiosity and an exuberance in the moment. So except try to change the story that you're telling yourself yeah. so that you can, you can, uh, you have the right and the privilege and the power right now to write whatever story you want. Yeah. So I'm going to say to Chuck, yeah, out of integrity, you're the bait and switch thing. It is, it's a, uh, it's something that no woman wants to do. Right. Now, to the gals listening, I also get emails from gals that are like, oh, I'm so frustrated. You know, I, I tried flirting, and, and then I just caved at night. Everything froze up. I just couldn't get aroused. You know, I understand that. That was more my story. I wasn't, like, purposefully trying to hold back or anything. So I had to learn how to just flow in a, in a freedom and get rid of all the stuff that was blocking my my whole erotic energy or mm -hmm. my responsiveness or my self-image is a, a loser there. So yeah. And that's along the same lines. Let's put it back on the, on the fellas. So, okay. so you get a scenario of, well, I provide a good living for my family and my wife. Oh, right. So therefore yeah. she should, whatever. Isn't that the same idea? Isn't that a manipulation of mm -hmm. look at what I do? And if it's if you're acting out of your integrity, you would do that because that's what you want to offer to your family, not because mm -hmm. of what you get in return. At the end of the day, you still do that because that's who you, that's what drives you, that's what you value. 
That's the way you make a mark and make a difference in the world. Typically, you know, there's still sex and benefits to providing for a family. I mean, that's part of why you're in a family. That's part of why you have a relationship. But it's a, you know, it, it could seem like a fine line or a semantic argument we're having here, but I think it's different to know, okay, how am I operating in my household? How am I using the power I have? Am I using it for good or am I using it out of a manipulation? Because that's where it kind of becomes clear. You know, I, I think mm. it can be, you know, the, I think your spouse picks up on that. Well, and I think I'm always surprised how many men who take so much time to provide for their family feel blindsided when the woman is like gone or she's intimate with somebody else or she just she's not there and he's thinking wow I did all this for her so I could give her this great lifestyle she wants you right you know she she wants to connect she wants to know that she's loved and and valued and and whatever her greatest needs are part of your job as as her lover and her pursuer is to know what what needs does she have as a female all of us have human drivers right. and how are you fulfilling those besides a need for a a lifestyle or whatever yeah. so yeah because at, at the end of the day we're in a relationship yeah. with a human being yeah. not a paycheck or a role or a housemaker or a fill in the blank mm-hmm. we're in the relationship with another person yeah and one of the things we want to strive for in sexy marriage radio is the idea that that other person can provide you with things you can't find on your own. That other yeah, that relationship can take you places you can't go on your own. That's yeah. the beauty of marriage. I think so it's a beauty. When it comes down to your own relationship, it comes down to your own integrity. And that really is what drives us. So right. living in line with your integrity opens the door to so much more. So maybe some tough questions need to be asked. I mean, I don't know where you go with that as far as how you apply it specifically to your life other than what keeps gnawing at you. Because sometimes that's the stuff that's really speaking volumes to you, but we just don't listen. Yep, you can do it. It's time to listen. believe for something better. (laughs) (laughs) This is Sexy Marriage Radio. Glad you joined us. Bye, everybody. Let's talk about...